Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Well, ladies and gentlemen, get your engine started and get your party ready to go because 2022 is here. I'm WB and Alfie, we are ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, every single week and week out, you can expect to tune into Southern Race Week right here with me and my good buddy. Sitting high atop his pit box, the producer to the stars. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Alfie. Well, hello there, WB. Glad to be with you to get another year of Southern Race Week Radio, the season premiere of the program, along with the podcast. Very excited. We've had a few weeks off playing some best of programming during the off season for racing and NASCAR, NHRA, and IndyCar as well, so we wanted to give you a little bit of time to relax, William, because I know you work extremely hard and making sure not only putting together a great uh, racing program as we do here every single week in and week out, but then also you're running uh, tons of radio stations in the Macon, Georgia area as well. So uh, you're a busy man, and of course you needed some time off too. You took some vacation time, and what did you do? I mean, we we haven't heard from you in a in about a few, in about a month at least. So, so what's been going on with our fearless Man, leader, WB? We, we've been busy, busy, busy. Been, uh, you know, trying to uh, rest, relax, and uh, recover. We've been very fortunate that uh, for all those people that, uh, and I, I want to be serious here for just a minute, for all those people who have family members who suffer from Alzheimer's or suffer from dementia, I just want you to know that as someone who has a, my mom is like that. I want y'all to know that my hearts and my prayers go out for you uh, because God bless you. It is a miracle that you can, you know, to be able to, to take that and adapt that and have somebody like that move in with you is a, is a tremendous situation. And uh, that happened to me and Barb for about a year and a half, Alfie. And I want to thank you for being so supportive and being so cooperative for the last year and a half, it seems like, um, for um, carrying the ball, man. I mean, you did a great job. Uh, and um, we have now have my mom in a beautiful horse ranch uh, location where she is gets to play with horses and, and peacocks and chickens and all this other stuff. So, But we, we did have a little chance to do a little bit of a – a little bit of vacationing and a little bit of uh, we got a chance to go up to the mountains. And uh, more importantly, uh, I got a chance to uh, get in a race car at Atlanta Motor Speedway last Friday. And Alfie, I know you can see this, but those bruises is from where my big butt was trying to crawl out of the race car. And I'm telling you, whoo, son. That the new track configuration at Atlanta Motor Speedway made the whole time off worth it because uh, going out there, driving around that track in the uh, NASCAR experience cars, I had a spotter in the grandstands, Alfie, and that was it. That there was nobody else in the car with me, and um, you cannot get out onto the racetrack 
and just go down pit road and jump on turn one no more, you seriously have got to go all the way around to the back stretch because the bankment it just the track just goes up so high all the way to what used to be the start finish line back in the eighties and nineties. So it's been a great uh, it's been a great couple of weeks and a month off. But again, I want to thank you for all your patience and all of our guest patients uh, for the last year that, um, that we've been doing the show and we're back at full throttle Balfie. How about you, man? What did you and the kids and the wife do during your time away? Well, I mean, I didn't really have time away cause you know, the program still had to go on. We still had some best of shows, but things went good. The kids enjoyed their Christmas and holiday and, and all that. They ring in the new year with us as well. So that was a lot of fun to wake them up at 1145 and then try to get them back to bed after that. So that was, a, <laughs> that was a good time. And speaking of the track, I was out there a few weeks ago as well. They had testing out there, tire tests. It's going to be uh, exciting to see what goes on there at the track. And, uh, and speaking of that, uh, coming up here in just a few minutes, I had the opportunity to speak with Brandon Hutchinson of Atlanta Motor Speedway. We'll talk about the new track surface reconfiguration and also get you prepped up for March and July's race weekends at AMS, and then you had the opportunity to speak with Lenny Patiki, the host of PRN at the track. Uh, the Chili Bowl took place over the last uh, few days, and you guys will recap all of that and uh, maybe some other short track info we need to know about. And then uh, Mike Bagley of the Motor Racing Network and also NASCAR Sirius, NASCAR Channel 90. They do the morning drive there every morning, and they'll get us prepped and ready to go for uh, the NASCAR season kicking off here, William. It's hard to believe that in just a few weeks, we'll kick off the season in the L.A. Coliseum. Just excited for uh, racing to start up here, William, and to cover it all. We will all throughout the NHRA, IndyCar, and NASCAR season, short track, and also uh, uh, American flat track. Because if we have four or two wheels, William, as you like to say, and it goes real fast, we're going to cover it all for you week in and week out here on the Southern Race Week Radio broadcast, as well as the Southern Race Week Radio podcast as well, William. Hey, listeners, this is Jamie Little from NASCAR on Fox, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome to the season premiere of another season of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie continuing on with this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. And, of course, we can't kick off a new season of Southern Race Week Radio without having our next guest joining us here via the Food Depot Zoom line. Let's head on over and welcome in the Executive Vice President and a General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Brandon Hutchinson! Thank you very much for having me today, Alfie. I greatly appreciate it. Well, we're glad to have you on. You're always a popular guest and a great friend of the show, and we always appreciate you taking the time to join us here on the on the program and we are very excited it's just a matter of weeks before nascar kicks off at the la coliseum and then we have the daytona 500 and by the time we know it we're going to be at atlanta motor speedway for the folds of honor qt 500 race weekend and it's going to be very exciting and i'm sure you're excited because for the first time in over two decades we're going to be racing on a new surface and you and your crew were nice enough to invite me onto the test session you had a couple of drivers out there doing some tire testing is also uh, testing out the new track. I know you had the opportunity to speak to a couple of those drivers about the test session and how it went. From the driver's perspective, what were the, the opinions and thoughts they, they passed along to you about the new Atlanta Motor Speedway surface? 
Well, before we get to that, you're right. It's been over 24 years since we repaved the track. And as your listeners know, you know, we took the banking from 24 to 28 degrees. And while four degrees doesn't sound like a lot, it's a tremendous, tremendous change in the dynamics of how the, tra- the, the track will race. It's going to be fun, entertaining for our fans. And, and, you know, we're excited to get back to the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500. The drivers that were there for the test seemed really pleased with the finished product of the track. It's very, very smooth. They feel like it's going to be very, very racy. It still is going to be a two and three wide uh, groove racetrack. You know, the front stretch is now uh, about 80 feet wide. So they'll be able to fan out six and seven wide coming to the checkered flag if, they, if they're that close. And, you know, what we saw in the test, while it was only three cars, they were able to suck back up to each other. When somebody lost the draft, they were able to suck right back up. So, It's going to be exciting to watch those guys with a full field out on track, and we just can't wait for them to get back. More than what's going to happen on track is uh, we're bringing the party back to Atlanta Motor Speedway. It's March 18th through the 20th. We're excited about it. Can't get here quick enough. Now, one of the coolest things about the the track surface itself is the technology that has gone into putting this track together. You did a lot of great videos kind of talking about the process of the repaving process, and one of the things that really stuck out to me was the technology behind the drainage system, the drainage of the water. Explain to our listeners a little bit about the technology that goes into the track as far as the surface and how it will help in the drainage and possibly maybe drawing the track quicker on a rain delay situation. Yeah, you know, great question. The technology that went into paving this racetrack is certainly second to none. It was a massive project for Speedway Motorsports. And the, the layer you're talking about is really the layer that's underneath the, the final asphalt layer, and it's called ODL, Open Drainage Layer. And it's really just, uh, you know, the, the, the asphalt is not quite as compact, so it allows the water to, to soak through it. So, you know, you made a good point. Lots of times in racing, after you drive the track, you still hear about the, the weepers. Weepers is water that comes up from the ground level and it's seeking a way out, right? So it's, it's looking for cracks in the track. It's looking for a way to the track surface so it can run off or dry. And this open drainage layer, um, it'll take that water and flow it right down to the bottom of the track where we, we've installed some drainage. It'll allow us not to have to battle the dreaded weepers. And, you know, anytime you get rain or other weather at a racetrack, it's going to create a wet surface. You're going to have to work on it to dry it. So that won't go away. I don't want our fans to think that we'll never have to drive track again. Well, hopefully we won't. Hopefully it'll never rain. But if it does, that ODL layer will allow the track to dry quicker. So what that means is less downtime. We'll be back to racing quicker than any track on the circuit. And, uh, you know, it's just another, as you said, piece of the technology that went into the racetrack, which will allow our fans to enjoy more, more entertainment at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Speaking with the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway, Brandon Hutchinson, here on the season premiere of Southern Racing Radio for you. And uh, Brandon, as we mentioned, racing is going to be super exciting to see because this is a new service. No one knows what to expect here, especially with the next-gen car on what you like to call the next generation of racing at Atlanta Motor Speedway. I know for the last couple of years with COVID, the battle that we've had a fight with allowing fans back into the stands, back in the facilities. Now it seems like everything's kind of getting back to normal again. And I'm sure you're going to have just a fantastic slate of events not only the doubleheader weekend on Saturday and the Cubs race on Sunday, but now with qualifying and practicing kind of returning as well, it seems like there's going to be a lot more activity going on at AMS for this upcoming race weekend. So can you tell our listeners about what you got up your sleeves so far 
as uh, what's going to be going on during race weekend at AMS? Well, Alfie, you did a great job there. You know, it's the eighth year of, of the doubleheader at Atlanta Motor Speedway. We've got the, the Freight 208 Camping World Truck Series event, uh, 208 miles this year. Uh, we made it a little bit longer for our fans. And then we got the Nally Cars 250 Xfinity Series race. So, you know, and then we'll follow that up with some Legends Racing. And we're bringing the party back to the infield. We've taken our infield hospitality area, renamed it the Peach Pit. We're going to bring in a band. We're going to have lights, fireworks, uh, electric bull. We're going to have cornhole. Just a bunch of stuff for our infield fans who choose to camp with us over the weekend to really party. On Friday night, we're going to have a movie night outside in the gathering place. That's where we've got our, our pavilion, fire pit, uh, cornhole boards. We've got bocce ball courts. So, you know, we're really trying to give fans the, the entertainment that they so deserve. As you mentioned, when COVID hit, practice and qualifying went away. So Friday, we're going to have three hours of practice on track. Each series will practice for an hour. We'll follow that up with our movie night. And then, uh, you know, Saturday you'll get qualifying, you'll get the doubleheader, you'll get Legends Racing, you'll get the Peach Pit Party, which is going to run from 8 to 11 p.m., followed by a big fireworks show. So, you know, we're bringing the party back. It's something that's important to me to make sure that our fans get every ounce of entertainment that they possibly can. They work hard for their money, and I want to give them uh, their money's worth. So hopefully fans will come out and camp with us. And you can go to AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com. That's the website, all the details, information, the ticket availability, phone numbers, how you can get your tickets. All that information is, is there and available for you at the website. You also have the Atlanta Motor Speedway app, which are, you, know, you can download and use while you're out there at the race weekend as well. So a lot of uh, great uh, ways to get information and keep up with what's going on at Atlanta Motor Speedway during uh, race weekend. But um, I know you still have a lot of tickets available, and I know that NASCAR does a great job of making, taking your family to a NASCAR race affordable and like other professional sporting events that you might do that with. So for instance, at Atlanta Motor Speedway, what kind of specials and bargains do you have going on as far as race tickets to, to bring an entire family out for maybe an enjoyable uh, camping weekend? Well, something you don't see at other major sporting events is that kids are free on Saturday. Everything that we mentioned on Saturday is free for kids. Kids are only 10 bucks on, on Sunday. And we've got tickets starting the whole, you can get the whole weekend. You can get, actually, you can get both weekends for $98. Every race, every NASCAR race we're going to have this year at Atlanta Motor Speedway, you can get through the Insiders Club for $98. Cup tickets for the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 start at just $39. We've got a weekend package for $59. Camping options start at $75. You can tent camp, you can RV camp, you can camp in the infield, you can camp outside. You can camp overlooking the track if you want. So we try to find a price point for everybody. Um, you know, the, the track pass is back this year. So fans who want to uh, get down onto the track for driver intros for the Travis Denning pre-race concert, will be able to do that as well. Like you said, we're back to normal. So we're open 100%. We're bringing the party back. Hopefully fans that have not camped with us for a while or fans that haven't been to Atlanta Motor Speedway before we'll choose to come out for all three days we're going to make it worth your while great ticket packages and like you said atlantamotorspeedway.com is where you can find all the information i feel like a little bit of a politician but i really hope fans will come out and join us you know there's a lot of uh, great racing action across the southeast atlanta motor speedway is no exception we've got the brand new track we've got the brand new banking 
it is going to be a first like you've never seen at Atlanta Motor Speedway since 1960. Yeah, and I think a lot of fans are going to be curious to see how that first race will be with the next-gen car on a, on a whole new surface with, and as you said, increased banking and a little bit of change in the configuration. So once again, AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com. You can also uh, see Atlanta Motor Speedway on Facebook and also on a Twitter as well. So like the page, follow them and get all the latest information and details. Uh, Mr. Hutchinson, thank you so much for taking the time to join us as you do every uh, often when you get a chance here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. We appreciate your time. I'm sure we'll talk to you as we get closer to that March race date and looking forward to seeing you down there at the track in uh, this upcoming March, sir. Well, Alfie, thank you very much for having me. Southern Race Week is, is a good part of our family. You help us promote our races. Your listeners are special to us. Hopefully you'll come out and join us for the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 in March. Hey, this is Brandon Jones, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, race fans, welcome to this week's edition. In fact, the 2022 edition of Southern Race Week. I'm William Barber, a.k.a. WB, and as always, we are so happy to be back on the air, live and loud and proud, right back here with you. Of course, we couldn't do the show without bringing in some people that know what the heck they're talking about. I'm talking about none other than Lenny Bateghi. Lenny, 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 what's going on? What's going on? Happy New Year. That's Made it right. across uh, the the um, the year and now uh, ready to go with some more racing. Uh, it really won't be that long. I tell you what, I cannot wait. We are we are so excited because, you know, a lot of great racetracks showed us what they could do last year, and a lot of racetracks made some switches, some dips, some dives, and ownerships and management, and it looks like that 2022 is going to be the year that all the racetracks just really shine, and it seems like they're all ready to go. And we've got some great races coming up. But before we talk about the top races coming up, we got to talk about the man who has Superman and the Lord Jesus Christ on his side, Chase Elliott and the Chili Bowl and the dramatic win that ended up with the first-time winner of that. Uh, let's talk about that real quick. Woo-wee. Uh, well, uh, Tulsa was uh, Tulsa once again. Uh, 400 or so racers out there. You had Cruz Pedregon from drag racing. You had a couple guys from IndyCar. You had a handful uh, or more than a handful from uh, NASCAR that were there. And, of course, all the, the regulars that uh, run in the midgets all across the uh, country and a couple of guys from uh, out of the country that uh, finally made it in past the COVID restrictions and such. But Chase Elliott definitely uh, had said his prayers, ate his vitamins, and uh, – Big old flip, probably the highest flip of the uh, weekend, and uh, landed on two wheels, crushed some components, but uh, he was able to walk away from it. And uh, may may not be the last time he's in a uh, midget, but it will be a while before I think he's back in one. That uh, certainly was a uh, a flip to be remembered for him. Now, I tell you what, anytime uh, a car gets off the ground and gets in the air, it's one thing, but when it gets so close and so high up toward that fence line, uh, and to see so many race fans sitting right there on the edge of the seats watching, it gets a little scary for everybody, including the announcers, I'm sure, that were watching that unfold. The fence at the Chili Bowl is a little bit interesting. It's, it's actually got some movability to it. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it holds together because of that. But uh, the guy that made the ground move was a guy named Tanner Thorson. And uh, he had ran some truck races back uh, early on. 
uh, went through some drama, even wrecked his own uh, transporter coming home from someplace, fell asleep at the wheel, had a uh, pretty pretty good little story of redemption for uh, the winner of this year's Chili Bowl, who beat out Christopher Bell and uh, Kyle Larson and all the rest of them, Tanner Thornton. So uh, a name to keep an eye on. He, he may uh, come around to Peach State uh, before too long and maybe run over at Atlanta Motor Speedway or something sometime. Congratulations to the Chili Bowl winner. It's his first time winning and quite the story there. But let's talk about some of the top racing action and some of the tracks that are getting ready to open up the gates and let the race fans in. Give it to me. Give it to me. Yeah, early in February, Sano is going to open up. They're going to have the All-Star Circuit of Champions. That's Tony Stewart's sprint car division. The wing sprint's going to come out there to Sonoa, and they may not come around an awful lot, but this is one that you're going to want to see. Uh, you don't have to be a, uh, a sprint car fan, but this group knows how to put on a show. Now, uh, the week or so, I guess next week or so, They'll be running down at Golden Isles for the Lucas Oil Dirt Late Model Series. Tim McCready going to try to defend his title against Jonathan Davenport and all the rest of them. That's going to be fantastic. At the same time, Chris Motorsports Park, which I still call Watermelon Capital because that's the name it should be. Amen. Well, they're going to be running their big old opener. And Bubba Pollard is going to be there with all the rest of the pavement uh, pounders doing their thing. And then the very next week, you got Screvin running the uh, SCDR, uh, the mini stocks that uh, are really cool and really fast. And at uh, the same time, just across the border in uh, Florence, South Carolina, they're going to be having a uh, big pavement late model race up there, uh, the Keen Parts Icebreaker for Florence Motor Speedway. So a lot of racing really in the next uh, week or two for uh, fans to get out and see some superstars in the state of Georgia and, like I said, just over in uh, South Carolina at Florence. Well, I tell you, you know, the uh, the, the folks over there at uh, Sonora Raceway have done a great deal of work to change that track, make that track into what uh, what a lot of folks in Georgia, you know, like for me, for example, that was one of the first tracks my daddy ever took me to, you know, so I'm a, I'm a, little, I'm a little loyal to it, but I'm like you. If you got a name of a racetrack and everybody enjoys it, and it, 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 just leave it. Don't change it. Yeah. Watermelon Capitals, watermelon, it, whatever you want to, just call it best racing in South slash Middle Georgia for the asphalt boards, and let's keep the track open. Let's keep it going. And, uh, you know, the Reagan family did a great job of getting that track set up, ready to go, and reopen. And I think we just need to do everything we can to keep supporting short track racing action uh, all over Georgia and the Carolina and Southeast. Hey, how about a shout out to David Reagan, who's going to be uh, trying to wheel it uh, to Daytona 500. That's pretty cool. David Reagan is anybody's favorite when it comes to any kind of track with uh, drafting like that at Talladega or Daytona. If there's any series that this year you can say everybody needs to keep their eye on, because of either changes, because of track management, because of whatever, what series or what racetrack would you say to keep you down? Well, I, I think you're right about Sonoya. Uh, the Pollard family has laid the groundwork uh, last year, done the heavy, heavy lifting, and now they're putting the polish on it. Get out to Sonoya, get to see that racetrack. And uh, whether you start out at the All-Star Circuit of Champions race uh, in February or you get out there where the late models get to run in a little after that, I think that's going to be the Georgia peach, if you will. And uh, my other favorite, uh, Swainsboro Raceway, 
Lots always going on down there. Mr. Paul put the gumbo surface on his track, and it produced a lot of speed. I can't wait to see what they'll do coming up towards the uh, Turkey 100 at the end of the year. Lenny, let's remind everybody where they can find you, follow you, and learn more about you. PRNs at the track is uh, goprn.com. We're also on Twitter at PRNs at the track on Twitter. Give us a follow. We don't uh, post pictures of what we had for breakfast. Don't talk about politics. We talk about grassroots racing. PRN's at the track on Twitter. Keep you updated with everything we find out. Well, listen, Lenny, just because I post up pictures of what I had for breakfast uh, don't mean you got to talk bad about me, man. Come on. No, no, no. I, I just want you <laughs> just... to invite me because uh, those pancakes the other day looked really, really good, and I wanted me some. Hey, chocolate chip pancakes are always great. Hey, Lenny, appreciate it, brother. You have a great one, and we'll see you. Hopefully, we'll see you uh, for sure. Um, uh, the March race at Atlanta Motor Speedway. I'll be there uh, chatting on the microphone. I'm Jacqueline Drake with the Cars Tour, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to the season premiere of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie bringing you our first brand-new edition of the season here for 2022 along the network, and, of course, the new episodes of the podcast coming up for you as well. But we're very blessed and honored to have this guest joining us yet again on the Season premiere of Southern Race Week Radio coming from his humble abode as he's zooming into us here, courtesy of Food Depot. Let's welcome in for the Motor Racing Network and also the host of the Morning Drive on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Mike Bagley! You don't know what a treat this is. I've heard it so long on the hotline. Now I can see it in the Zoom. It's a wonder you didn't rupture a heim joint, Alfie. And Happy New Year to you. Well, thank you very much, sir. Well, I got a, mar- a, pet- a paramedics on standby for <laughs> occasion, so we're good to go. It's like it's like a NASCAR race. The paramedics are parked out outside, ready to go. So in case something happens, we're right on top of the situation. So appreciate uh, this is a. Uh, as you do throughout the years, you've been a great friend of the show. We always appreciate you taking the time to join us. And uh, we're getting fired up here, Mr. Bagley. We've got uh, NASCAR racing here uh, shortly, racing here at Atlanta Motor Speedway, which is our home track for uh, Southern Race Week Radio. A lot of different changes coming up this season. Not only a new track at Atlanta Motor Speedway, a new venue for the Clash, but now we have a new car that's going to be uh, debuting this year. And during the offseason, you had a great opportunity to speak to a lot of drivers a lot of crew chiefs to get their thoughts about testing, about the new car. So your overall consensus from drivers and crew chiefs, what are they saying about the car as we get set to debut it here at the LA Coliseum? Well, before we get to that, let's just establish that it it is a target-rich environment that perhaps maybe the luster and the celebrations that Georgia sports fans have been enduring with the Braves, with the Bulldogs, perhaps maybe a Georgia driver in NASCAR can make some headway. You've got Chase Elliott, you've got Austin Hill, you've got Brandon Jones. I hope I'm not leaving anybody else out. Those are the three that jump off the page to me. All three are going to be in good equipment in 2022. So perhaps maybe we'll start with the Chase Elliott piece. He's got to learn the next gen car. And that's the thing, learning. We're learning. Talk to crew chiefs, talk to drivers. We're learning about the car. We're learning how to put it together. We're learning what it takes to get speed. And I think one thing that a lot of people have to remember is that 
this is a work in progress. I know that everybody would like to have the answers when we drop the green flag on the Daytona 500, but we're not going to have all of the answers. You can only get so much through testing. And the sanctioning body has reserved the right to go back, make a tweak here, make a tweak there. That's what we've done with every generation of race car that we've always had. So with that said, I think that when we started this process over three years ago, cars been on the track 24 times. The 25th will be next week in Phoenix. And I think that every time the car has hit the racetrack, they've learned something, they've addressed something, they've made something better. And the car's the best that it's been. There's a lot of favorable comments that have come out of Daytona, out of Charlotte and all that. Drivers seem to be happy with what they have. I would like to make copies of that, have it notarized, and remind them of that in May when they start complaining about how bad the car drives. Because the car drives bad when the performance isn't there. That necessarily is not an indictment on the actual construction of the car, but more so the frustration of the driver. Everybody seems happy right now. We'll see how long that happiness lasts. Uh, speaking with Mike Bagley here, uh, the Motor Racing Network and Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90 on the season premiere of uh, Southern Race Week Radio. And you know what? I have to give NASCAR a lot of credit over the last few years. They've really shunned things differently to try to engage the fan base, try to bring some people back. And I think this uh, experiment they're doing at the LA Coliseum, you're going to be part of the crew at the Motor Racing Network who will be covering this. I I'm pretty psyched up and jacked out about seeing it as I've seen the construction of the track going on over the last uh, few weeks here at the LA Coliseum for the, the Bush Clash. Um, your thoughts on NASCAR experimenting with doing these kind of different venues, different kind of setups, like the dirt race at Bristol. Now you've got the LA Coliseum. Uh, how do you credit NASCAR with making some changes, doing things different, and maybe attracting another set of fans that, you know, might be curious to see what racing's like at the LA Coliseum? Well, you can't fault NASCAR for not thinking out of the box because we've done things in the last couple of years I never thought we'd do. I never thought that in my lifetime I would hear that the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum has ripped up its turf and has paved a racetrack for one-time use and then rip it right back up again. Kudos to whoever came up with that idea. I, quite frankly, I would have loved to have been on the boardroom or in the boardroom or in the meeting room that day when somebody said, you know what we should do? You know we should take the Coliseum and rip it up. I, because I, I, I imagine that that was not met with immediate like, yeah, you know what, let's go ahead and do that. There probably had to be some coaxing, some convincing, but whoever made that offering and whoever decided to sign off on it, salute. Let's not, let's not misunderstand or mistake the L.A. clash at the Coliseum, I'm sorry, the Bushlight clash at the Coliseum for what we've gotten at Daytona. This experience is going to be radically different. Racing, format, the day, the event. This is an event where a race breaks out. We've got a pre-race concert from Pitbull. In the middle of the A-Main or the feature, the 150 lapper, we're going to drop an Ice Cube concert in the middle of that in the halfway break. But we're going to do heat races on a quarter-mile racetrack with 23 cup cars. I believe all of us at one point or another have had the thought of, I wonder what it would be like if they dot, dot, dot. Well, guess what? That dot, dot, dot is two weeks from Sunday. And this could be an opportunity for us to be like, well, if this is a hit, why don't we try it here? Why don't we think of doing it there? It's a great way to take the race to the people in the city, but it's also a way to put short tracks back on the schedule. And I'm all for that. Oh, I definitely agree with you. I think that's why the, 
that's what I'm really excited about is that it's going to be some bumping and banging tight corner racing. It's going to be exciting to watch. So very excited about that. And of course the motor racing network will be part of the coverage. So um, for our listeners, you want to know about the coverage on MRN when all that's going to start, uh, when will that be uh, starting for you guys as far as start time and, and all that? Well, it just so happens you asked that question at a great time because I actually had the broadcast schedule right here. Oh, well, the L.A. Clash at the Coliseum coming up Sunday, February 6th. And by the way, that is going to be start a nine-month process. Our season begins on February 6th at the Clash. It ends on November 6th at Phoenix. That's nine months, two weekends off. One of those, the week between the Clash and the 500, the other June 18th and 19th. But the Clash at the Coliseum? We will be on the air at 3.30, make that 2.30 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday, February the 6th. And you can get the entire broadcast schedule at MRN.com. Well, we're really excited to have NASCAR racing back and really excited to hear your voice on those turns and maybe some other things that will be featured on the, the Motor Racing Network. We never know what goes on with you guys. So we appreciate your time, Mr. Bagley. And if our listeners want to follow up with you on social media and keep up with what's going on, uh, where can they go to uh, get all the information and follow you on uh, social media, my friend? At the Mike Bagley on Twitter. This is Kim Kuhn from MRN, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's about that time to wrap up another edition of Southern Race Week Radio and your favorite podcast location. Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show, you need to make sure that if you're listening to us on the radio, you set your clock your time and everything else to be right back here next week at this same time, same radio station. But if you're a podcasting type person like my wife, make sure that you check out Southern race week on iTunes, Spotify on SoundCloud and on the iHeartRadio app where you can get our show. Also big shout out to David Reagan. I just got a text from him saying that he is going to be driving at the Daytona 500. So, hey, there you go. Another Georgia boy getting that uh, getting that specialty ride. A lot of things going on. A lot of, lot of silly seasons shaking it up. But I'm just glad to be back in the driver's seat. I just wish that uh, NASCAR could make cars a little bit easier for big boys like me to crawl in and out of. Yeah, well, uh, you know, hey, we, I'm sure they'll get on that right away, William, with the, sure with the new will. design and, and continue to – to work on that. Uh, thanks a lot to our guests this week, Brandon Hutchinson of Atlanta Motor Speedway, the executive vice president and general manager. Also, Lenny Patiki, host of PRN at the track. And then also, of course, uh, Mike Bagley from the Motor Racing Network and Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90 for joining us here on the season premiere of Southern Race Week Radio, William. And also, one thing I want to say, Alfie, as we get ready to wrap up, thanks to Food Depot Grocery Stores, and thanks to you to tuning in, telling your family and friends. And a big congratulations and a big thank you to Brandon Hutchison and Atlanta Motor Speedway for letting us come out there and drive. Until next week, I'm WB. And I'm Alfie. Y'all have a great one. And make sure you check out Southern Race Week on Facebook and all of our social so you can win some great prizes and have fun with us during the 2022 season. See ya. 